little over two years ago, Karen Freeman Wilson was elected as the first female mayor of Gary, Indiana. Gary, once a thriving steel city only 20 miles from Chicago, has faced steady economic and infrastructural deterioration over the past 40 years, and today struggles with numerous issues including urban blight, above average unemployment, and a city budget on the verge of bankruptcy. Mayor Freeman Wilson, a native of Gary, ran for mayor following a distinguished career in law during which she served as the presiding judge of the Gary City Court, Attorney General of Indiana, and CEO of the National Association of Drug Court Professionals. A few months after her election, the Chicago Policy Review interviewed the new mayor in which she outlined some of the challenges that the city faced and her strategies for overcoming them. Since that time, the city has made many strides while still facing many obstacles. The mayor has cultivated a robust relationship with the Harris School and other parts of the University of Chicago through a partnership with former Chicago Mayor Richard Daley, and university graduate students have worked on a number of projects in the city. Today, I speak with Mayor Freeman Wilson about her two years in office, the challenges, the successes, and her plans for the future. With Chicago Policy Radio, I'm Jim House. I'm Jim House with uh, Chicago Policy Radio. We're joined today by Karen Freeman Wilson, who is the mayor of Gary, Indiana. Mayor Freeman Wilson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be here. Since coming into office, have the priorities changed over the two years with respect to how you're tackling the myriad issues facing Gary? Uh, and what are your top policy priorities today? When we came in in January, we, in January of 2012, we set a course that was combined with putting out fires or addressing immediate issues along with planning because we understood that for sustainability, you had to have a working plan. And so we have been very successful in addressing the immediate issues and in also creating the outline of a plan and starting to implement that plan. And so our priorities are budget, the development of jobs, the opportunity for education, and the creation of sustainability around um, the work that we do, whether it's in housing demolition, whether it is in the creation of new infrastructure, the maintenance of existing infrastructure, we understand that it has to be done in an environmentally friendly way. Okay. Uh, out, of, out of all those initiatives that you mentioned, obviously you're doing, doing a lot right now. You have a lot on your plate. Which one or two of those would you say has had the greatest impact on the city over the course of the last two years? I would suggest that job creation has had the greatest impact. Obviously, when you're in a community where the poverty rate approaches 40%, there is a need to help existing residents get out of poverty, to increase their income, to increase their standard of living. We've created in excess of 1,000 jobs during my tenure as mayor. 
and many of these jobs have been above minimum wage jobs and they have been for residents in our community. So what we've seen as a result of that job creation is that more people have moved into housing either through rental or through purchase agreements and that has raised the quality of life in our community. Great. So Gary's major underlying struggle economically has been transitioning away from an economy based on steel manufacturing. Uh, going forward, what role do you see the city of Gary playing in the larger regional economy? Well, we have certainly been a horse town in the past. We were not only dependent on steel, but steel-related industries. Now we've diversified, and so we have a very robust industry related to medicine either the provision of medicine through medical offices, hospitals, and related industries, or through the university that provides a medical school and other medical curricula. In addition to that, we have a gaming industry that is very robust. And, um, you know, while people have different ideas and different opinions about gaming, others look at gaming as a form of entertainment. And so to the extent that it's a form of entertainment, it is a way that Gary is able to build its economy. In addition to the gaming, we still have a very strong steel industry. U.S. Steel employs 4,000 people, so it still is the largest employer. It's just down significantly from the 25,000 that it employed at its height. Gary's current population uh, is less than half of what it was at its peak, but the land area of the city has not decreased at all, obviously. Uh, what strategies are you looking at to, to deal with this imbalance in the long run and the short run? We have to look at ways to economize the services that we provide, and ultimately we have to look at ways to shrink our city. And that can come in a couple of ways. If we economize the services, then perhaps we are discouraging people from living in certain areas of the city that only have maybe one or two houses, we're relocating people and we're literally closing those areas off either to return them to the natural habitat or to provide them for development down the road. But we're also looking at how we can shrink the footprint of the city permanently. Gary is over 50 square miles. That means that there's infrastructure associated with those square miles there's lighting, there is uh, this, the provision of services, both fire and police, to those square miles, and that is a tremendous burden for a community that has half of the population that it once had. And so we have to look at ways to shrink the footprint, and those are very difficult decisions because people will agree, yes, we don't need as much space as we once had, but then the disagreement comes when you say, okay, what area do we get rid of? Or what area are we going to close off? Or where are we going to shrink our footprint? 
After so many decades of decline, many residents may feel pessimistic about the future of Gary. Uh, how do you get residents involved and engaged with your plans for the city? Because I mean, ultimately, without the residents it, buying into it, it won't. It, it's less likely to happen in a way that is that is you know productive and sustainable. The first thing is to listen to residents. Um, many of the best ideas that I've seen, whether it is uh, community cleanups, whether it's involving uh, crime watch, have come from residents. And so you have to be willing to listen because by listening to people, you gain their buy-in. You also have to communicate regularly with residents. We communicate through a variety of media with our residents. So we use social media, we use traditional print media, we use radio, we use television, public access television, we use telephone. Those are all ways of communication. And as you communicate with residents, not only do you get your message to them, they are able to get their message to you and they're able to, to know that government listens, that you're listening to them. By doing that, that builds an expectation, a mutual expectation between the citizens and the government that serves it. And so not only are they expecting you to provide traditional services that cities provide, but you are able to develop an expectation that they look out for their neighbors, that they clean up around their homes, that they clean up around maybe vacant homes that may be in their neighborhoods, that they support the young people in their neighborhoods. And so you develop a true sense of community, or in our case, redevelop that sense of community. Last but not least, managing a city, especially one like Gary, is obviously a very, very big deal, a very tall order, a very challenging job. What are some aspects of managing a city that you maybe didn't expect uh, coming into office? Well. I would say that it is a challenge. At the same time, it is a very rewarding experience when you get it right. The thing that I had not expected was how little hope people had as people who were residents and how little expectations people who were on the outside looking in had. And so one of my first undertakings was really to manage that lack of hope, manage the sense of despair that so many residents had in really saying to them, you know, I can't do it alone, that this is not a one person undertaking and also to help them to understand that I'm just like they are. I live in Gary every day, I work in Gary, I want to see better for Gary, but they have to participate. And then by saying to people who had in the past been naysayers or who had in the past really looked at the community in a very negative light, to say either you're gonna come in and be a part of the solution or part of the problem. If you're part of the problem and if you're only here to say well, it will never happen, Gary will never turn around, then you know you can continue and just spectate from the outside but we don't need you close because we don't need any of that negative energy. 
But if you're here and you have a sincere desire to help, we have work for you to do, and we would welcome your input. That's great. It's there. You know, there are tangible parts to being a mayor, and then there are the intangibles. And it sounds like you have a very, very firm grasp on both of those. So that's that's fantastic. Uh, that brings me to the end of the questions that I have. Is there anything that you would like to say in closing about the city of Gary, your vision for its future, and what the future might hold for it? I know that there have been all types of false impressions um, that have been created about the city of Gary, that it's crime-ridden, that people there are uh, low-achieving, low-performing. Some of the most brilliant minds in the world have come out of the city of Gary. And what I always remind people is that Gary had one of the premier educational systems in the United States that was created by William Work. We had one of the cutting-edge park systems in the United States because of the uh, great economy that the steel industry provided in the 50s and the 60s. And so while we are certainly a city that has faced its share of challenges, we are also a city with tremendous assets. We are next to the third largest city in the United States. We have a host of transportation assets, and we're capitalizing on those assets. And the thing that I remind people all the time is Gary's assets far outweigh our challenges. And as a result of that, we have nowhere to go but up. Great. Mayor Freeman Wilson, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Chicago Policy Radio. Our podcast was produced by Julie Cooper and Jim Howes, and our theme music was produced by Ryan Gee. You can find us online at www.chicagopolicyreview.org and on iTunes. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.